3: Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Help!
2: I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to an all new episode of Help! I suck at dating. I'm Jared. Dean is here. We're all here. The whole gang is here. Easton, Anna, everybody. Cool. Uh, we have a very special guest who's on the line who's joining us. You know her from Colton Underwood season of The Bachelor. It is Kerpa Sudik. Kerpa, how the hell are you?
4: I'm so good. Thank you guys for having me on.
2: Oh well. Thanks
0: for being had. Um <laughs> Kerpa, before we um, <laughs> before we get into that, I got a question. We talked about this a little bit uh, before we recorded the podcast, but Jared, you're back from Italy. Uh Kerpa, you knew that he was in Italy. Jared, how was how was the trip? I just want to hear like a quick Quick trips.
2: So, uh, so, so. it was fun. Listen, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a big travel guy. I never have been. I'm not the person who says when they're like, "What do you like to do?" I'm like, oh, I love to travel. I'm a homebody. I don't like flying. I get motion sickness. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a baby that way. But it was fun. It was really nice to go. We were very lucky to have Polaris on United, which was like a complete game changer. And then we got there. There was the so her friend rented out this I don't know a, a castle uh it's about an hour and a half north of rome so we flew into rome drove there there was no wi-fi no tvs so that was um fun for like 10 minutes and then we were like uh oh this is bad but it was very nice um and it was stunning uh so the rehearsal dinner was friday that was outside and with stunning views and then the you know the the place is incredible it's just being in italy um, food was really good. So then Sunday we drove to Rome, and that was really fun. Sunday Monday we stayed in Rome. Ashley and I um, had some time to ourselves, which was great. Um, and uh, I had many many cappuccinos, which was quite wonderful. Uh, we missed Dawson a lot, but it you know as parents you know you definitely need some time to um, you know remember like oh. That's right. We're in a relationship. We should really yeah. uh, do dating things because they're fun and we enjoy doing them, which is why we're married.
0: Was so that I your
4: didn't... first trip away from him?
2: No, it was our second. Our first trip away from him was for Paradise, which uh, will oh, air okay, this okay. this week. Uh, we got very lucky enough to be asked to go down there and hang out with the cast for a little while. So that was the first time we left him. This time was definitely harder because he's. we're just... You know, I mean, it's it's cliche to say, but our love grows for this kid, you know, more and more as every day passes. And so we're so right. connected to him now. And he's becoming such a he's developing such a personality that right, right. it's it's different leaving him now. Now it's not like, so, oh, just take care of him. He's fine. Now he's like yeah. smiling and looking at you and interacting and like laughing and like not saying words, but he's like, la la, And it's like, oh, I just like, you know, we missed that.
0: Yeah. So I don't know kids very well. Um, He's old enough to take care of himself all your way, I guess. What does he do? Does he just like Not, order pizza every night? Or? When
2: we were in paradise, when he was four or five months, it's much different. It's like, hey, you know, he fed, he gets fed. He just don't let him die. You know, now it's like he needs to play and he wants to interact. And his, you know, her, gra- uh, her parents brought him to a pumpkin patch and he was able to like mm. see the colors and really... You get to see his reaction to things. He's reacting to things, which is yeah. so quite awesome.
0: A, so he had a babysitter. He wasn't just uh, <laughs> free range in the house.
2: Yeah. You know, they took him to do things, and we got to see that. And it's crazy, man, because even we were away for six days, and he was definitely bigger when we came back than when we left him. It's like, damn. That's great. It's just he's growing up so
0: fast. Well, that makes sense. Um, I guess you, you didn't really catch the joke there. Kerpo You may have gotten it, though. But oh, wait. Say the joke again. My dear old kid is not going to take care of himself, Jared. he's Louise. Um, uh, all right. Gonna... Well, that's good. I'm glad I'm glad to hear you had fun. Your pictures look great. Um, Thanks. The pizza looked delicious. All that Dude, stuff. Dude, the
2: pizza was definitely so much fun. I will say, walking around, there was a moment when I was living in L.A., because I never really appreciated living in L.A. Wasn't a big L.A. fan. Still not. Sorry, guys. But... I was driving to the grocery store and I was on the phone with my sister and she's like, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm driving right now to the grocery store. I'm on Sunset. And then I thought for a second, I just said that I'm driving down Sunset Boulevard. You know, and that as such a movie buff and a pop culture person of interest that that, really, it was like, wow, I let that soak in. I'm driving down Sunset just to go to the grocery store because I live here. I live in Los Angeles. And I had the same moment of realization when I was in Italy because, of course, it was, you know, it's inconvenient and there's a lot going on and you're jet lagged and we didn't fall asleep till four in the morning and things of that nature. But then we were walking to dinner on Sunday and walking down this cobblestone alley. And I was like, man, we're walking down this small cobblestone narrow alley in Rome. That's you know, you just have like a moment of realization of how cool that really is. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool story, life, bro. You're, 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 living, you're, you're living the dream. Uh Kirpa, what's going on with you? Can you fill us in on what you're what you're up to, what you've been up to, what life looks like. Um, I know that's such a generic question and yeah. where are you supposed to go with that, but uh, what have you been up to lately?
4: Um, I just moved to Santa Monica with my boyfriend. Oh nice. So that's been an adjustment, like living with someone, but a good adjustment. Um, I'm doing dental hygiene still part time, like on the side. And then I just signed up actually for a life coaching program to become like a life and wellness coach. So starting that soon.
0: Nice. Where in uh, Santa Monica did you guys move to?
4: We're right behind the high school, if you know where that is.
0: Yeah, of course. Very nice. Uh, I love Santa Monica. I always regret not having lived, like, closer to the promenade, I guess. Yeah. I don't I don't know why, but I've always kind of wanted to live in that area.
4: Yeah, um, it's great. But that's
0: awesome. And so you live with your boyfriend, you said? Yeah. Uh, how long have you guys been together for?
4: We met right <laughs> before uh, COVID. So we met in February of 2020. And that kind of, like, sped things along because we basically... We're shacked up together all during COVID. So, so you guys started yeah. dating
2: in February 2020. Obviously, the pandemic hits in March, and then you decided to quarantine together?
4: Yeah. Woo!
2: <laughs> Damn, that was... Well, you guys really figured out quickly whether this relationship was going to make it or break it.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Luckily, we made it. <laughs>
2: yeah, what was it like a month in? Was it awkward? Because, I mean, so many people wait months, years to move in with an, right. with each right. other. But now, you know, like, listen, you probably fart, and you're like, "Hey, listen, I don't." Oh want- yeah. You know, <laughs> dude, I there's so there's actually a couple at the wedding. One of the girls still has not farted in front of her husband. They've been no. together since high school, high school, Ooh. and they're in their How early thirties.
4: <laughs>
2: you got me. I was like, no. he's like, he he tells her, he's like, "Please fart in front of me, please, for the love of God." She just doesn't want to, and she she farted once in her sleep talking about you know, i don't want to say their names but yeah but and then of course i'm looking at ashley and she's like stinking up the entire bedroom most nights nice. so was that weird for you like when you guys first moved in were you still in that like phase where you're like oh god i i need to like i don't know like that scene from uh bridesmaids where like chris and weeds put makeup on
4: um i think things progressed pretty quickly like the makeup thing that was like done pretty fast i was like i can't keep up this like charade i you're gonna see what i look like and at the time i was on accutane so i was going through like gnarly acne i was like this poor guy if he can deal with this like, <laughs> <he's a> godsend. <laughs> like takes,
2: uh, spira, the godsend ashley takes a spira of, i don't know something like that yeah yeah, yeah. For
4: yeah so no it it was just really easy like of course There were awkward moments, but like I didn't feel like I had to like be someone else. So I was like, okay, I knew like this is this is solid.
0: That's a great sign. Yeah, yeah, that is that is a good sign. You know, Caitlin still is not farted in front of me. What? Still waiting for that special moment, (laughs) even in Um, her sleep. Uh, well, yeah, I'm usually asleep before her and she is usually awake after or before me too. So I don't really get to like see her sleep very often. <laughs> have you ever walked <laughs> You're into like a room? up. <laughs> if that makes sense. Have I what? I have ever you ever walked into, into a
2: room and smelt possibly a fart and been like, "I that had to have been her. Had to have been her.
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. Wow. I mean, maybe. No, I don't think so. That's wow. just, um. That's just, she's, she just doesn't want to be seen, I guess, in that light, which I guess more power to her, but I'm in the same, I'm in the same boat as your friend. I'm like, just do it. Just do it for me. (laughs)
2: Um,
0: How did you meet the boyfriend? Because I don't think we've talked to you. We have talked to you on this podcast before, but I don't think we've talked to you since having met the boyfriend. Have we?
4: Um, I don't think so. I, so we met on Bumble. Was, oh, nice yeah on the apps and i think we had matched a few months so we matched in like 2019 but like things just kept getting pushed off and like i would cancel or something would happen and then finally in february he was like i have an extra concert ticket do you just want to go with me to the show and i was like okay and yeah the rest is history
0: and the rest is- what was the show
4: <laughs> uh dermot kennedy
0: no, okay, I
2: don't
4: know. I don't know that <laughs> I was
2: like I was curious like what band you guys really uh bonded over.
4: <laughs> no, it was yeah, Dermot Kennedy. He's a really good artist. You guys should look him up.
0: Well, what our kind producer of music does Dermot Kennedy sing.
4: I think it's more like pop, but like soulful pop. I don't know how to explain it. It's okay, so
0: Google says Irish singer songwriter. Yes. Okay, nice. Well, that's good to know. Okay, so go if you're listening to this podcast and you're on the fence about going on a bumble date with your guy, maybe take him to an Irish Kennedy date or Irish uh, Dermot Kennedy date. Oh my gosh, I got my tongue twisted there.
2: How was a concert being the first date
0: like? Okay,
4: yeah, because that's really risky. And I knew going into it, this could be the best date or this could be the worst date because you're stuck with someone for so long. And we did dinner before, so that was, like, a good way to feel it out and, like, see if there was any chemistry beforehand. We got to talk a little bit. Um, and then the concert was great because, I mean, even if it hadn't gone well, I could just, like, watch the concert, ignore him, mm-hmm. and be fine. But, no, it it went well. It was all good.
2: Yeah, that's a gamble because uh, even dinner beforehand, you're committing uh, a, a good five hours with this human being usually on this podcast we always advocate getting drinks with someone on the first date because then you can or either coffee or drinks because then you can go have one drink if it's not going well then you're like okay have a good one i'm done but no yeah
4: that was usually my go-to but something was telling me like go to the concert like yeah say yes and i was like okay
0: listen to your gut yeah yeah, now you guys live together in San yeah. I've got a question. How do you work part-time as um dental as a dental hygienist? How, yes. so, how does that how does that work?
4: So luckily, as a dental hygienist, you can either work in different offices, like so most dental hygienists don't have a full-time office because offices don't want to pay you or want to give you benefits. So you're always part-time, usually at a few offices. And then there's also something you could do called temp work. So if an office has an, has a hygienist that calls out sick or is going on maternity leave, stuff like that, they'll look for a hygienist that is open to temping and you'll just go either for the week to help out or the day or a few months. So that's hmm. what I've been doing.
0: Okay, nice. That makes sense. I've always wondered because I always thought that that was just like a uh... Like a normal Monday through Friday, uh, nine to five kind of job, you know?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it has a lot of flexibility. It's nice.
0: Okay, that's cool. Um, well, Jared, what else? What else do we have for Kerpa?
2: Well, I was curious, Kerpa, because you were obviously on Colton season of The Bachelor, but if yes. my recollection, you were never on a season of Paradise, right?
4: No, I wasn't.
2: Was there ever? I'm. Why not? I'm very curious <laughs> as to why you were never on Paradise. Because was that ever a I... conversation?
4: yeah i went through all like the medical testing and everything and it just never happened they didn't need me so i Hmm. don't know
0: (laughs) so you wanted to go
4: i mean i was open to it because at the time when it was after Colton season i went through all the testing i wasn't dating anyone Mm -hmm. um so i was like yeah if it happens it happens and i like all the girls from Colton season were going on so i was like it'd be fun to like even hang out there. And even if I don't meet someone there, like, just have a good time.
0: Yeah. That's so crazy.
2: Yeah. Because I, when you were coming on the podcast, I was like, oh, Kerpa. Yeah, of course. I know Kerpa. And then yeah. I was obviously researching you. Creepy. Um, but <laughs> then I realized you were never on Paradise, but you made such an... Yeah. I, I just remember you. I remember... So, like, you made such an impact on Colton season. It's kind of shocking that you were never on Paradise. I guess I just assumed. Um But so, Colton, was there only one season of Paradise after your season of The Bachelor? And then COVID hit?
4: I think so. Maybe that
2: had something to do with it. Maybe they were like, we'll bring her on, like, if she's still single next year. Maybe something didn't work out. And then obviously COVID hit and everything changed. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then now you're dating Taylor, which is very sweet. So you guys have been dating, holy shit. So the beginning of the pandemic was for over two years. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I mean, what's what's the status? Do you think this is it? Are you guys obviously I'm is this assuming the one? Is this the yes. one? Do you foresee an engagement, marriage?
4: Yeah, no, definitely. We've talked about it. I think I want to be in a place where I'm more like financially stable and know what I'm gonna do in life because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure that out. Cause I don't I do want to get out of dental hygiene completely. So mm-hmm. I think at some point, yes, that's coming, but mm-hmm. I'm okay to wait
2: okay that's good to know how old yeah. are you
4: i'm 30
0: oh you got plenty of time yeah yeah that makes sense
4: yeah we're not like gonna rush it just because people are expecting it
0: yeah well and so can we talk about this for a second as well because according to this it says you've been engaged before is that right
4: yes i was engaged i got engaged when i was 24 i think or 23 yeah
0: gotcha what and what like kind of experiences did you learn from that? Because uh, 23 is obviously super young and yes. I know one ever gets engaged with the intention of breaking off an engagement, right? right? So like what did you what obviously. did you take away from all that?
4: Um well I think back then when I first got engaged, I was kind of going with the motions like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. Like you meet someone, you get engaged, you have kids, whatever, whatever. And so I was more in that mindset and not thinking like, is this gonna like really make me happy and so i think at a certain point i just like had a breakdown and i was like this is not the person i want to be with like there were family issues like his family wasn't a big fan of me so i was like this <clears throat> clearly is not the person and so that's why it ended
0: you said his family wasn't a big fan of you
4: yeah, more of like a race thing. Not like they didn't mm. like my personality or anything. They just well, preferred that he was someone that was of the same ethnicity.
0: Gotcha. That's yeah. so fucked up. Yeah. yeah cool. Unfortunately.
2: Well, unfortunately, indeed. I'm I'm very sorry that you went through that. And
4: well, that's okay. That,
2: thank God you didn't end up with that guy. No offense. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I don't know if what his thoughts on it were. That's um. Yeah. I mean, we always talk about it on that po- on this podcast about how important it is to um like have be get along with the family or how important is it in order to get engaged with someone like if you don't get along with the mother-in-law or the family you know is that kind of a huge red flag that might factor into whether you get married to someone yes yeah it is
4: absolutely you like you're going to be spending holidays and lots of time with these people you want to get along with them and be accepted
0: yeah yeah And this new boyfriend of yours, obviously there's no issues with all that.
4: No, no. His family's actually coming into town today for his birthday. So we're all going to hang out and they're staying with us. So we get along really, really well. Nice.
0: When
2: when did you meet the family? Because you guys started dating during COVID. Did you meet like through a Zoom?
4: No, I actually, so his family lives in Chicago and I think it was, We met in February. I think it was like July. He was like, "Do you want to go to Chicago?" And I was like, "Okay."
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, please.
4: Yeah, I met them pretty early on compared to like I think if I had been dating someone outside of COVID times, everything just was very quick.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of like the the blessing and the curse of COVID, right? It kind of gives you the the chance to speed things up a little bit more. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, that's great. That, I mean, see, just hearing you talk about everything, hearing about how you've been engaged before and now you're in this relationship and how you see it happening again. Because I always, I I guess I don't know how I feel about it in the sense where it's like if you're talking to someone that's been in a relationship for two years, yeah. that's never been in like a, a serious long-term relationship and they're always talking about getting engaged next, you always kind of are like, okay, sure. But knowing that you've obviously been through it already before, I think there holds a little bit more weight to the idea of it, right?
4: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So that's good. I'm really happy for you guys.
4: Thank you. Thank
0: what does he do for work? Let's make sure he's up to your standards. Let's make sure he's, uh, he fits the bill.
4: No, he's great. He's a graphic designer. He works for um, Hawk Media, and he's extremely talented. So he definitely okay. is up to my standards.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I guess we'll let this happen then. Um, that's good. Okay. Well, congratulations. I hope you guys uh, obviously wish you all the best, I guess I should say. Thank you. Um we're going to take a quick break, though, and then we're going to come back with uh, Jared's favorite segment of the. Uh, what is I, Hot topics, bro. Hot topics. Damn. <laughs> hot topics. You weren't here last week, so we didn't have to suffer through this. So, that's oh, but, <laughs> um, but stay tuned through the break. We'll be right back. I'm just kidding. I love the hot topics. You bastard. <laughs> True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another, and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
1: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes.
2: Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same. And I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer
1: Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.
2: At Walmart, there's a whole collection of Black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase.
0: Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
1: Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. L-A-S-I-K, lasik.com.
2: Have a ton of questions about LASIK? All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Myself, Dean Kerpa, is still here. We're going to get into some hot topics. The first one is about a fifty-six-year-old Utah grandma who's serving as a surrogate for her son whose wife has had a hysterectomy. First of all, I don't know this. I know uh, the word hysterectomy. I'm gonna be honest. I think it's where you get. What is it that is? What does that exactly entail?
0: I think it's where you get your uterus removed. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. All the female reproductive stuff taken out.
0: So you're essentially oh. it's like getting a vasectomy for a woman, basically. Oh, way okay. More intense. <laughs> way, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Way more intense. I didn't mean to downplay that at all. <laughs> no, no, you.
4: <laughs> I don't know. It's just not as easy for us.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fair point. Well, at 56, Nancy Hawk will soon experience something truly unique. So I'm reading from the people article mu- 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 the people article about this. She's going to give birth to her own granddaughter. Now she's serving as a surrogate for her 32-year-old son, Jeff, and his wife Cambria. Now, uh Jeff and Cambria, they're already parents to twins that are 3 years old. And uh, apparently they went on to have a lot of complications from the birth of her twin boys. Now the couple hope to have a fifth child they had oh my god excuse me so they've had two boys and twins so they already have four kids they wanted a fifth but cambria the wife had a hysterectomy like we talked about following apparently a pretty traumatic birth of their twins in september of last year because now they're well a couple years three old three-year-old twins um and so uh, they go on to talk about then that's when Nancy, the, the uh, grandma, stepped in and said that I just suddenly had a feeling a few months ago after that I should offer to be the surrogate. This is what she told. She said, I told my son and he teared up and was shocked. I hadn't even told my husband at this point, but he was very supportive. And then Jeff goes on to say, I feel grateful to have such a selfless and loving mother that was willing to make that kind of sacrifice for my family. Having experienced over the past four years of infertility treatments, I know how complicated the process can be and doubted that it was possible for her to carry a baby for us, but I was very moved that she would even offer. Apparently, doctors told her that she was healthy enough conditioned, even though she's 56, to carry a a, a pregnancy. Um, and become a surrogate, and she began hormone treatment back in January of 2022. Within weeks, she became pregnant with the fertilized embryos from Jeff and Cambria. Quote, she's sacrificing so much for us and our family, and we just felt so grateful. Cambria spoke of her mother-in-law. So this, Hmm. that's crazy. So I'm trying to put myself in that position where I, okay. You're, you know, you like if I was so, if this was happening and Ashley was having infant, you know, fertility issues, yeah, and my mom was like, I want to carry your baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's something I have to. I mean, first of all, the offer is incredibly gracious, obviously, right. selfless. What they're doing is pretty amazing. But if I put myself in that position, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do it. I got to be honest. That's because then it would be. I mean, let's just I'm being around the bush. Giggity. But like this m- me would be, you know, obviously not uh-huh. the physical, but like the well physical. Yeah. I don't know how to say this. I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know <laughs> what to say about it. this. Just my semen. What, do you, oh, what do you God, you I don't want to Come say on, it, bro.
0: Dude, I don't want to say it. Get a little then. freaky. Get a little <laughs> weird. No,
2: this is going down. A, uh, listen, it's beautiful. What I'm going to say is that people are entitled to do whatever they want. It's a beautiful yeah. act. Uh, it's really, you know, sad that Cambria can't have more kids, even though they both her and Jeff want more kids because of the traumatic birth of her kids beforehand. So there's a lot factoring into this story. Um. I can't believe the mom at 56 is healthy enough to carry a kid. That's, an, that's, yeah, that's insane that's in itself.
4: Thought. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think I'd want to put my mom through that, though, because I know pregnancy is a lot. And at 56, that's a lot for your body to take on.
0: My thing with it is you guys already have so many kids. Just, like, give it a rest. <laughs> just just- just call it quits. There's already enough people in this world. Don't like work so hard to bring another one in. If you like, I get if you have zero and you're going to one, right. maybe if you're going from one to two, but what did you say? They had five or four or five or something like four. that. Give it a rest. Come on.
4: You have enough. You,
0: you've got four healthy kids. Like, let's just let's not risk our moms. Our grandma's healthier. Um, by, by having her birth another child, like we don't need a fifth child, four to five, the, the returns on a fifth child are not nearly enough to make it worth that, in my opinion. Um, also on the, on the same note, in the same vein, I guess it kind of reminds me of a story or a situation that I was in, uh, for some reason, I think I've shared about this on the podcast before, but I used to think that I was sterile, like, whereas I couldn't. i was shooting i was shooting blanks essentially is what my assumption was and i thought this for maybe about a decade or so and in that entire time and this is back when i was like really not really gung-ho but where i was like young enough to be like yeah i could see myself having kids and i was like well if i can't have kids what am i gonna do because i'm sterile and so in the back of my head the entire time, I was like, oh, well, that's fine. I can just have one of my brothers uh, give, provide a sample that we can then use to inseminate whomever the poor soul is that I, I'm going to have a <laughs> child with. Uh, because I was, I was thinking, like, that's the closest thing to me yeah. is my brother, right? So I was like, okay, cool. I can just do that. Long story short, come to find out I'm not sterile. I got tested at a sperm, sperm bank in Los Angeles. Um,
4: congratulations
0: <laughs> yeah yeah thank you very much they're not the strongest swimmers in the world but you know there's some there's some good ones in there
4: good good
0: and uh it's it's a little bit different obviously than like a surrogate but it is similar where it's like a, I would have and i didn't ever ask my brothers for this too by the way i just assumed that they would give me a sample per my request on a moment's notice <laughs> um so I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. But it's kind of similar in the sense where it's like I would have leaned on a family member. I could see why they would want a family member to be a yeah. surrogate. But a 56-year-old woman, I think um, I think that's too old. I think not not too – I don't know. Is that inappropriate of me to say? I just think that there are better options on the table than to have your grandma, 56-year-old, right. 56-years-old carry the child.
4: Right. Just for health reasons. Yeah, yes. you don't want something to happen to her.
0: Yeah. It is a lot yeah, on exactly. a woman's body. It's
2: yeah. pretty insane.
0: Is it a slow Hot Topics day? How did that make the <laughs> top of the list? It was here? the
2: first one. And I was, I was, I mean, it's a pretty interesting story, but uh, yeah, it's just one of those things when you really think about it, as I was reading it again, I was like, wait a minute. I don't know. <laughs> this is different. Uh, but hey, to each their own. I'm very happy as long as, uh, the you know, everybody's involved and loving and, you know, they already have four kids, so. Yeah. Hey, if the grandma wants to do it, good for her. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's all that matters. As long as she wants to do it. Have you guys seen the movie? Don't worry, darling. No, mm, no, it not is it yet.
2: Good?
0: You haven't seen it. Okay, so so it's good. I liked it personally. But Kaylin was talking about. So we just saw it in theaters the other day, and she was excited about all the drama that's gone on in that movie. Have you heard about it? Yeah. No. So so Jared, you could probably explain this better than me, and Kirpa will get your opinion okay. of it. Okay.
2: I don't know, like you just hear stories that apparently, so Olivia Wilde is dating Harry Styles, and Olivia is uh, directing the movie as well, and Harry Styles starring in it, and then there was like all this drama, I don't know, first like apparently Harry's role got offered to Shia LaBeouf, but then, because Olivia and Shia LaBeouf, were they dating I don't know. There's, like, drama between them. I don't really know. And then, like, it got taken away, and then Harry got casted. Then there's stories that Florence Pugh, who stars in the movie, and Olivia Wilde hate each other, and they were arguing on set every single day. And then Chris Pine is in the movie, and I don't know if you saw from, like, the premiere. uh, There was a a video where Harry walked in, and it looked (laughs) like he spit on Chris Pine. Spit on him? Yeah. I don't (laughs) think he did, but there's, like, just a lot of drama. Is that kind of where you're going at, Dean?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of drama around it, and then... What happened? And then Olivia um, saw that Harry and the other girl that you just mentioned. I can't Florence remember her name. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh were like hitting it off, and Olivia got jealous or something like that. Anyways, it's this movie where Olivia—the the big picture is Olivia Wilde directed this movie. There's been a lot of controversy around uh, the cast, I guess. And I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was something worth bringing up. Kaylin, the only, Kaylin never, <laughs> it's not that she never wants to go see movies, um, but she never is like, let's go see a movie tonight. Yeah. And so the other day she was like, I really want to go see this movie. And I was like, okay, that's very unlike you, but I'm down. Let's go do it. And we go see the movie and I liked it. I, I didn't think it was the best movie in the world, but I was entertained for the most part. And then after the fact, she was like talking about all the drama that had unfolded in the movie. Uh, and she was like, I really wanted to see it because I wanted to see how the all the drama played out on screen. And I was like, oh, so you only wanted to see the movie because you were interested in the off-screen drama. I just mm-hmm. thought that was a little interesting. Like, that was the big hook for her to want to go see a movie, you know? Good promotion.
4: That was their plan all along. Yeah, to promote Yeah.
0: It. That's what Kaylin was saying, and how Olivia. But then she made a good point, and she was like, "I don't think Olivia Wilde would put her reputation on the line That's like she true. has, yeah, to just for more ticket sales." Because I think one of the big things was that Olivia Wilde was saying how much of a feminist she is, and then that she's supporting the other uh, Penelope Le Pew, uh, and how she wants her to be comfortable. But then it finds that we come to find out later on that Olivia actually was begging Shia LaBeouf to come back onto the set. So it's like a whole, it's like there's a whole lot of misinformation out there. A lot of he said, she said. um,
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I caught that too, Easton. Easton's calling out (laughs) Dean Penelope Le Pew. It's like, yeah, no, don't worry, darling, starring uh, Harry Styles and Pepe Le Pew uh, coming to a theater near you.
0: What's her name again? Florence
2: Florence Pugh, Penelope
0: Le Pew. Did you say Penelope Le Pew? Lawrence Pugh. Um I've never seen her in anything before, but she was a good actress. And I think the whole movie was fine. But did you uh, tell
4: in the movie, like, that there was tension? Like, did it play out in the movie that way? Well,
0: it's kind of a tense movie. So if there oh, okay. was, they, they did a pretty good job of, like, uh, organically putting it into the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I will say, I was pleasantly surprised by Harry Styles' acting. I didn't uh, expect him to be a good actor, but he was pretty good. So if you guys have the chance to go see the movie, I rated it a. Seven point eight out of ten. Kalen gave it a six out of ten. I'm curious to hear what you guys would have to say about it.
2: Uh, I I know I know what the twist is in the movie um, because hmm. I did. I don't really have that much interest in seeing it, but again, the drama surrounding it made me very interested in the film itself, and so yeah. I was re- uh, reading reviews and watching YouTube reviewers because you know that's what I do. And uh, one was a spoiler review. And I was like, I got to just know. So I found out.
0: What do you think of the twist?
2: Um, I can see why people thought it was predictable. Um, but anywho, we won't get into it.
0: True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes. And, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
1: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes.
2: Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me.
1: Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L A S I K, LASIK.com.
2: Let's get into the last hot topic before we end up moving on from this podcast. Apparently, drafting season is upon us, guys. Drafting season. I'm not talking about the NFL, I'm not talking about basketball. I'm talking about dating. Yep, it's apparently a new sex trend that could go terribly wrong. So this is from the New York Post. After enjoying a, quote, I can't believe I'm saying this, slutty summer, uh, complete with <laughs> sex parties and threesomes. What the, who are they interviewing for this interview?
4: I know. Who's having sex parties and threesomes? Are people having. <laughs>
2: Their life is far more interesting than my own. Many singles apparently (laughs) are making proactive plans to find a more serious partner to settle down with. This is called drafting season, which is this fall's hottest dating trend with uncoupled youngsters crafting a roster of potential paramours to date over the autumn months before they finally choose a winner to commit when winter arrives. Think of it like sports drafting, but only one person comes out victorious before winter's quote cuffing season. Cuffing season, if you guys don't know, something we talked about on this podcast, that's when you couple up with someone during the winter. It's cuffing season. You handcuff to each other. And then of course, you know, you have your single summer. Isn't that quite pathetic that we are like, oh, okay. So the fall's drafting season. Yes. You can still get out there, mingle a little bit. It's You know, you get your Oktoberfest, it's cold, it's kind of chilly, but you can still go outside. But then once winter hits and the sun sets at 4.30, especially around here, it's quite depressing. You want cuffing season because you just want to go home and like binge Netflix with someone. And then once the weather starts changing, you're like, all right, screw this person. I want to go back out. I'm ready for summer. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to mingle and have myself a nice little June, July, and August.
0: Yeah, we know what cuffing season is. (laughs)
2: It's the only thing you got to add to this?
0: I mean, yeah. Wait, I'm so confused. I thought that you were explaining what cuffing season was to us. No,
2: I was just kind of like, you know, going off the cuff a little bit. Anyway, I'll I'll continue reading the article here. So uh, apparently a sex expert named Kelly Gordon was interviewed for this article. And she said this period of tryouts separates would-be relationship materials from ghosts I don't know. I mean, I know ghosters. I guess same thing. Breadcrummers yeah. and love bombers. Yes, she goes on to say this is an exercise in self awareness and self preservation. However, the sex expert Kelly Gordon says that some people are so desperate when winter's winter hits that they end up settling for whoever is available, and often this is just bad news. Drafting season does allow a singleton to take their time trying out potential partners over a period of months before making a final pick, just like sports teams. They take stock of their relationship, make good choices, you'll spend time with, you'll make choices on your health and happiness, blah, 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 blah. For those looking to try out drafting season or the over the autumn, Kelly Gordon has some hot tips, though. Ready? She advises... That dating should be kept fun and non-serious until you figure out which partner you like best. She also urges single people to take their time. Don't rush to make something exclusive. Remember, you have the whole season to try things out. Given that drafting season is meant to be a time of experimentation, Kelly goes on to say that singles should be open to dating people who are not their usual type. Now, at the end of this drafting season, making the right choice about who to pick for the winter is essential and it could possibly lead to love that lasts a lifetime. So, pretty much what Kelly Gordon is saying is that you should just have your own personal bachelorette season over the next two to three months. (laughs) where you go on dates with like 15, 20 guys before you pick one and you give out that final rose just for the months of January, February, March, because once April hits and those flowers come back a blooming, bye-bye. So pretty much it's exactly like a bachelorette relationship. You know, you date someone, you, and then, you know, you, you give them a final rose and then you guys go on to date for like two or three more months and then you break up.
4: I mean, I don't hate it. I think that's pretty, (laughs) yeah, pretty great. (laughs)
0: I hate it, and I'll tell you exactly why I hate it. I hate it because this is the same article that was talking about sex parties and threesomes. And so everything they say after that is completely worthless to me. (laughs) I I don't think anything they say carries any weight after the sex parties and threesomes summer that we all just had. So uh, I don't know if it's necessarily the best idea in the world to do what they're recommending. But it would be really interesting to see, instead of like a draft – Uh, and dating like 15 to 20 people I guess it kind of is the same I want to see like a like a bracket style date off (laughs) where it's like you could be you could have a bachelorette or a bachelor right and then you have 20 uh what would it be like 32 people and they're like head to head yeah and they slowly eliminate down to the final two and then at the very end the person chooses one person that would that would be it's kind of like Bachelor, Bachelorette, right. but but it's different enough to where I think it could still be interesting.
4: You guys can start something. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're on to something. And if you're bored enough on your own and you don't feel like waiting for the TV show, then I could see you wanting to do it on your own and just like, you know, making your own thing out of it. But I just, I don't know. And after you said the whole sex party and threesome thing, I kind of I kind of tuned out because I was like, oh, I'm not going to listen to anything this article has to say about anything. I I don't know. I'm surprised you didn't read the next one about uh, the actual celebrity. That's oh, Keenan Thompson uh, rundown. He's Uh, a celebrity, I think. Yeah,
2: Keenan Thompson's very much a celebrity. Well, this last one we'll we'll get to before we wrap things up. So, Mm Keenan Thompson, the SNL, uh, not alum because he's currently on SNL, the SNL cast member, former Nickelodeon alum, also R.I.P. to Coolio, who passed away yesterday. And yeah. uh, the reason I bring that up is because Coolio wrote the theme song intro to Keenan and Kel. I don't know if you guys remember Keenan mm. and Kel on Nickelodeon. Yeah. And uh, it's like it's it starts off with like Coolio, and he's like, oh, here it goes, and and then it starts the intro, and it's the coolest thing ever. And uh, anyway, so R.I.P. <laughs> Coolio, Gangster's Paradise. Uh, but Keenan Thompson, anyway, estranged wife is dating his former SNL co-star, Chris Reed. Does anybody know who Chris Reed is? Chris Red. Chris Redd. Excuse me, what I say, Reed? I can't say words anymore. Oh, no, he played Kanye West. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's so good. Uh, he's a very funny uh, SNL cast member. Anyway, so Keenan Thompson's estranged wife. Estranged wife? Is it estranged ex-wife? Are they going through a divorce? I don't even know these things. Anyway, his estranged wife has moved on from the longtime SNL star with one of his former co-stars, Christina uh, Evangeline, Evangeline. Evangeline is dating Chris Red. TMZ reported back on Tuesday, claiming there is no bad blood between Thompson and Red over the budding relationship. Sources close to the new couple told the outlet that Red uh, became official. With uh, Keenan Thompson's ex, uh, wife, excuse me, estranged wife, within the past year, and that there was no cheating or overlap in the relationships. In fact, the Keenan and Kel alum reportedly have been living separate from his estranged wife since 2019. So I guess they're still co workers. I, I have no idea yeah. if they're friends or not, but what. You know, I mean, the only thing we can compare it to is like, Dean, if, you know, Ashley and I got a divorce and then you started dating Ashley a year later, how would I feel about that? I don't know if I could do the podcast anymore. I don't know if I could work with you. How would you? No. How
0: would you feel about that? (laughs) Not good. Not good at all. I definitely would just quit the podcast. And I just kept dating Kalen, too. And then we just had sexy threesomes all summer long. (laughs) I would definitely quit the podcast then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's that's a reasonable response to that too. I, w- I would probably quit the podcast too. I'd be like, who needs this? I don't suck at dating anymore.
2: <laughs> well, it says, how would you deal? So I'm so confused. Oh, his former SNL co-star. So is Keenan not on SNL anymore?
4: I don't I don't know if he is, but that's still weird.
2: Yeah, how did they meet? Yeah. That's what I'm curious. Like, did Keenan introduce Chris to his wife when they were going well? And then,
4: yeah, probably it it
2: didn't work out. And then Chris was like, ah, let me reach out. You know, (laughs) I've always had a crush on her.
0: Yeah, but it does say that they've been living separate lives since 2019. So that's a long time to heal and be okay with one of your friends dating your old wife, your estranged wife. Is it your ex-wife? Is it you're just your like you just don't talk to your wife anymore? I don't know how it all works. Oh, dude, Chris Red's not on the
2: show anymore. That's crazy. Yeah, he says he was a cast member of SNL from 2017 to 2022. Damn. I mean, obviously, conspiracy theories are coming to my head now. Was Keenan like, yo, this guy's dating my ex-wife. He's got to go.
4: Right.
0: Uh, Yeah, because Keenan's probably like one of the higher ups in SNL now. He's been there for a while, right? Well, that's why I thought that Keenan would be the
2: one who would leave SNL because he's, you know, you see a lot of big stars will ferrell adam sandler people who make such a big name on snl and then go on and do movies or mm. other things so i was like oh maybe keenan's yeah. gonna start doing that but no keenan's still on there and chris Red is not on snl anymore which is funny because he was so good on it
0: hmm. i've never been a big snl fan i don't know i just uh can't can't buy into the humor but some of the skits are funny i would say i could watch like the highlights of the skits but not a regular episode yeah it's not yeah. that good anymore Um, but Jared, you know what, that's going to probably do it for this week's episode of help. I suck at dating. Um, slow news week in the hot topics, which is a bit of a bummer, but, uh, it is what it is. Kerpa, I'm sorry we couldn't get anything more spicy for you out here. Um, uh, but thank you so much for joining us and co-hosting with us this week. Uh, we are going to take a couple days off and then we're going to be back on Thursday with our caller segment. Kirpa, you're going to stick around for that. Trust me. Uh, it's good fun sometimes we had who did we have last week that really enjoyed it um i can't remember but uh so stick around for that Kerpa. thank you so much for joining us uh best of luck with everything and we'll see thank you in a couple of days uh we'll talk to you soon where maybe we suck just a little bit less follow help by suck at dating on iheart radio or wherever you listen to podcasts it's time to celebrate black history month
2: With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try,
0: like, and share black Lead products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black Lead products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart.
1: Trust. You don't want to miss it.
3: Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools,